This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. The Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. This whole issue of Ill- illegal immigrants surging into America is not a new topic, it's an old topic that goes back almost to the founding of the nation. But it's a new topic again because we have more immigrants than we've ever had in the history of America, ever, proportionate to the population. We've taken in more than uh, all the countries on the earth put together. But that's not enough for uh, Dianne Feinstein. She needs more. Gavin Newsom needs more. Governor Cuomo needs more. All the illegitimate who have risen to the top based upon people who don't even know what they stand for and voted for them. They need more of them. So we elected Donald Trump because he made pledges to us. He'd build that wall, build that wall, build that wall. So that's over with. Let's see what else we were told. Uh, well, I don't I can't remember them. But uh, well, anyway, he's better than she would have been. Right. You see, we are facing an unprecedented assault upon our nation. Now, you may say, oh, this is just right wing hyperbole. All immigrants were all descended from immigrants. Well, that may be true, but it's not true. In the sense that when your ancestors came here, if they had a disease, they were stopped at Ellis Island, no doubt, and either sent back to the home country until they got better, or they were quarantined. You know what that word means? Quarantined. They were put into a quarantine and treated for the tuberculosis or whatever illness they may have had. Now, quarantine ended with the advent of the AIDS epidemic owing to the Tremendous lobbying of the uh, pressure groups surrounding the AIDS epidemic. When the word quarantine came up, all hell broke loose. All right, so we shouldn't quarantine anyone no matter how bad the disease is, right? Wrong. People are quarantined today in hospitals if they get a strain of tuberculosis that is, uh, um, let us say, incurable at this time. So quarantine does exist even today. Okay. Unfortunately for the rest of America, the damage that has been wrought upon America as a result primarily of Barack Obama and the Democrats, simply to stock America with illegal aliens, primarily from South America and the Middle East, for voting purposes and to change the demographics of America away from that of the Caucasian, will in the end destroy America as you know it. It will not be a better place. It will be a place like they came from. But in addition to that, in addition to the hellholes that they ran from, which they refused to leave behind psychologically and culturally and socially, We are having many pandemics, many pandemics. You haven't heard about that one, I realize, in the protocols of liberalism. Many pandemics, many pandemics from the delusion that the best interests of the nation are at heart, 
in bringing in as many immigrants as possible. What is clear to all of us is that the best interests at the heart of Democrats is the heart of darkness. Bringing in illegal immigrants to vote for them, to suck the social services dry, bringing in illegal immigrant children harboring viruses and communicable diseases, which I will tell you about specifically. You may not know this, but Barack Obama's desire to put America last has hit our most innocent first. Did you know that in Ohio, California, and Kansas, amongst other states, there have been upsurges in measles outbreaks? Yes, you heard me. Measles outbreaks, but worse than measles, thousands of children in 10 states, Missouri, Kansas, Illinois, Kentucky, Iowa, Colorado, Ohio, Oklahoma, North Carolina, and Georgia, to name some, have become infected as a result of Barack Obama's flooding America with infected children from Central America with a rare respiratory virus not seen in these numbers since the 1960s that is called human enterovirus EVD68. Remember this code, EVD68. This virus, EVD68, is responsible for the paralysis that is occurring in many children in the United States of America who have had no immunity to this virus. The problem for America was that Obama flooded America with children primarily from Honduras where this virus, EVD-68, is endemic. In fact, there is an illness in Honduras called the Honduran flu that is caused by the virus EVD-68. So with this potent formula for disaster, bringing in unaccompanied minors with EVD-68 and other contagious diseases, flooding over our borders, being bussed into our communities by Catholic charities and other uh, organizations, brought into our schools, brought into our hospitals, our children have become infected. We have measles resurging. We have the Honduran flu crippling our children. I know you don't call it the Honduran flu, but that's what the doctors knew it as until the CDC tricked you into thinking it was something new called an unknown virus, polio-like virus, crippling our children, strange virus. EVD-68 sounds complicated, doesn't it? To a virologist, it may be complicated. To people with common sense, it's not complicated. The invasion of enterovirus EVD-68, which is crippling our children, was long known as Honduran flu. And then something happened in 2014. Barack Obama brought in these children from Honduras, Guatemala, El Salvador, by the trainload. Remember the trainloads he brought in? Many of them were infected with uh, enterovirus EVD-68. Oh, yeah, that's how it happened. It, uh, that's how it happened. That's how it enterrowed the United States via illegal children. Then they put them in our schools, in our hospitals, and it became a winner of an illness for the medical immigration establishment. Now, predictably, the medical community and the CDC, the once great CDC, when I was in the university system, the CDC was a great, great place. It was an honor to work there. The best scientists wanted to work in the NIH and the CDC. Centers for Disease Control. Then the AIDS epidemic came along and it got staffed with politicians with stethoscopes. One of them is still there named Anthony Fauci. Still there. 
And he's among those who blame the spread of this rare virus, so-called, on allergies and the, the start of the school year. Anyone who suggests that uh, the Honduran flu is behind the crippling mysterious virus is a, is a xenophobe and a moron. Oh, yeah. Anyone who says send, up, send the children, the unaccompanied minors back home, why, is a fascist, a racist, a Hitlerite. Instead, the CDC is recommend that you wash your hands. <laughs> I swear, that's the entire sum of the science in our government today. Wash your hands and don't let anyone sneeze in your face. How's that for an advancement in science? Wash your hands and don't let anyone sneeze in your face. Well, so now we have a resurgence of a disease that was eliminated from the United States in the year 2000 as well. That's called a little thing called measles. Measles! Measles. Measles. Remember that thing called measles? In medical history, measles was first identified as a unique disease by the Persian physician Razis in the 19th, in the 9th century. When he wrote a book called The Book of Smallpox and Measles. I don't know if it was on the uh, Amazon bestseller list, but it was still talking about it 900 years later. Yeah, yes, that's right. Still talking about a book that didn't make it to the Amazon bestseller list. The Book of Smallpox and Measles. It's an ancient disease uh, that we once wiped out in this country. By the year 2000, by the way, there was no continuous transmission of measles disease for more than 12 months. And in the year 2000, measles was declared eliminated in the United States of America. Then what happened? Well, a couple of things happened. Let's go back a little bit. In the decade before 1963, when a vaccine became available for, for measles, nearly all children got measles by the time they were 15 years of age. Everyone got it. Three to four million people in the U.S. were infected each year with measles. Also, each year, an estimated 400 to 500 people died from measles. 48,000 were hospitalized for measles. 4,000 suffered encephalitis, swelling of the brain from measles. And then what happened? The introduction of the measles vaccine was one of the most important public health interventions of all time. Great old white male John Enders and his colleagues used the Edmondson B strain of measles, the virus, to create a vaccine in 1963. I realize that occasional cortex didn't uh, invent it. But the old white male John Enders and colleagues used the Edmondson B strain of measles virus to create a vaccine in 1963. Then in 1968, another old white male, Maurice Hilleman and colleagues, developed an improved and even weaker measles vaccine, weaker, but it still worked, called the Edmondson Ender Strain, and that has been the only measles vaccine used in the United States since 1968. And then by the year 2000, measles was basically eradicated. And then what happened? Well, I think you can put two and two together. A whole generation of foolish people arose saying vaccines caused autism, Vaccines cause this, vaccines cause that, and they didn't vaccinate their children. That's number one. Then you had illegal alien children being put into the schools amongst the unvaccinated native-born population, and the measles uh, epidemic started all over again. And we're in it now, right now. Right now, new cases confirmed in Texas. With measles cases confirmed in Texas, 2019 was already surpassed last year. More than 2,000 people in ICE custody quarantine for contagious diseases amid outbreak. I'm reading some headlines. 
Measles outbreak in Israel tied to immigration. Measles is no longer endemic to the United States, but it happened in Israel. And why did it happen in Israel? Well, I'll tell you that in a little while, why it happened in Israel, mainly amongst the ultra-Orthodox Jewish community, where an 18-month-old toddler died, three-week-old baby, got the disease from a mother, put in the hospital. And it's a result of some things happening in Israel to do with immigration. And, of course, the immigration that's out of control in this country is also feeding the measles epidemic, tuberculosis, EVD-68, polio-like complications, and onward and so on. Many of you know that I began my career in radio when I could not get a certain book published called Immigrants and Epidemics. At the time, in the early 90s, I had already published a number of, of uh, good books. And um, the former chairman of, uh, well, I won't say who he is, the former dean of the School of Public Health where I got my doctorate, and I proposed a book on immigrants and epidemics. We thought it would be a snapped-up book. But every publisher said, great idea, but it's too hot to publish. We, we can't do it. I got so pissed off, I made a radio tape, a demo tape. And that's what got me into radio 25 years ago. Now, fast forward to today, Diseases Without Borders is a small ebook I wrote about a year or two ago for the price of a beer because I made it very cheap. I wanted it to be widely read. People didn't know what to do. Two ninety nine on Kindle, the price less than a beer. Diseases Without Borders, Boosting Your Immunity Against Infectious Diseases from the Flu and Measles to TB. It will not change my lifestyle if 10 million of you bought the book. It wouldn't change my lifestyle at all. I wear the same old flannel shirt. I wear the same sweatpants I wear to work every day. I do wash them. And it wouldn't change anything. I don't, I don't buy jewelry. I don't need a new car. I need nothing. I did it for you. I did it for you. I made it as cheap as I could. Times best-selling author and expert in epidemiology, Dr. Michael Savage, explains the origins of viruses and their impact in the U.S. with new and resurgent diseases resulting from unregulated immigration and a politicized public health system. Michael Savage sees the need for some changes, starting with the president and the Center for Disease Control telling us the truth. Savage makes his case for the government to enforce travel bans, the use of quarantines, and the importance of proper border screenings. However, this is not a cure or treatment for any of these diseases. With Zika virus, tuberculosis, hepatitis, and terovirus 68, and other new disease threats emerging across the United States, Savage will explain ways to fortify your immune system and defend against these and other diseases. I'll leave it at that. You can look it up or you cannot look it up. You could sit there in your pomposity and think you know it all. Be my guest. It matters not to me what you do. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. The Savage Nation. It's Savage On Demand. You know, I um, after a radio show, it's not easy to fall asleep. My mind is always racing about the show. And in the morning, frankly, I do wake up feeling a bit stiff in the wrong places or with pain in my neck and back. 
luckily, I just got a purple mattress, and this thing is incredible. Purple mattress? What's that? Well, it's so comfortable. It stays nice and cool at night. It's different than anything I felt before. And I'll tell you, it makes the pain go away. I've been getting the best sleep I've ever had. Listen, if you're struggling to get a good night's sleep, you've got to try a purple mattress. Now, how is purple different from other mattresses? The purple mattress will probably feel different than anything you've ever experienced because it uses this brand new material that was developed by an actual rocket scientist. It was not like the memory foam that everyone's used to. The purple material feels very unique because it is very unique. It's firm and soft at the same time. It keeps everything supported while still feeling really comfortable. Plus, it's breathable, so it's cool, helps you sleep cool. And it gives you this zero gravity feel, and so it works for any sleeping position. You get a 100-night risk-free trial. If you're not fully satisfied, you can return your mattress for a full refund. It's backed by a 10-year warranty. You get free shipping and returns. You get free in-home setup and old mattress removal. You're going to love Purple. And right now, here's the good news. My listeners will get a free Purple pillow with the purchase of a mattress. You heard me. That's in addition to the great free gifts they're offering site-wide. Just text SAVAGE to 84-888. The only way to get this free pillow is to text SAVAGE to 84-888. SAVAGE to 84-888. SAVAGE to 84-888. You want the free pillow? Text SAVAGE to 84-888. Message and data rates may apply. Michael Savage, a host like no other. Look, there's a solution to this problem in America. Instead of going around the beating around the bush and, and bellyaching about it, as my father would say, stop bellyaching, do something. Here's the answer. And this has to be done immediately especially before the 2020 election. And that is simple. Voter ID. Voter ID or you don't vote in this country. I'd like to make it that you must read and write English. That's not going to happen. The ballots must only be in English. That's not going to happen eventually. However, voter ID must be passed no matter what the scum on the left say. It is not illegal. It's not voter deprivation. There's not a nation on earth that I know of that can survive with illegal aliens voting or foreigners voting in their elections. Your ancestors who fought in wars fought for our way of life. That's what they were told. They fought for our way of life. And one of the tenets of our way of life is the ballot box so we wouldn't revert to revolution. They told us, put down the bullet box and Eddie, hold it off, Eddie. We know you're pissed off because you're getting ripped off. Do it at the ballot box. And now when you have your ballot diluted and stolen by the Nadlers of the world, by the Obamas of the world, by the Schumers and Pelosi's of the world who lie through their teeth telling us it is depriving an individual of their rights to vote to demand voter ID, then we have lost the nation. It's a sort of reversal of the Salem witch trials where any normal citizen understands that's crazy to say. Of course we need voter ID. And with voter ID, we would have far, far fewer problems in this nation. That would be step one. Next, English only at the ballots. It's a sane thing to do. If you cannot read or write the language of the land, you don't vote in this land. 
because you don't know what the hell you're voting for. And it means you're being manipulated by the same types that brought you in illegally in order to rig the system. You're tilting the pinball machine and you're staying in the game a little too long. And the president said he will close the borders unless it is fixed by this weekend. I don't believe it. I think it's another attempt to negotiate something. The uh, left-wing mayor, uh, sorry, president of Mexico, has not only ushered in and welcomed these hundreds of thousands of freeloaders, he is pushing them over the border into gringo land because he knows that we're crippled and will not defend ourselves from this invasion. It's a convenient way for the Central American nations to get rid of their unwanted, those they cannot or will not take care of. We certainly do not have the resources for them. I want to know uh, whether you think Trump will actually close the border. I believe he will cave. And unfortunately, it's because of the pressure of the business community, the uh, Better Business Bureau. In fact, I have in my hand a press release from Freedom Partners, which is, of course, a front group for the Better Business Bureau. And they said U.S.-Mexico trade too critical to economy to jeopardize by closing the border. And this comes from a group that they call Freedom Partners. And who are they? It says it's a headquartered in Arlington, Virginia. It's a nonprofit, nonpartisan 501c6 chamber of commerce that promotes the benefits of of free markets and a free society. And they say this, trade with Mexico and other nations is a big reason why the American economy is as strong as it is today, blah, blah, blah. The flow of goods and people is integral to the larger American economy, central improving lives and improving barrier. Closing down the border would devastate American businesses, families, and workers. We urge the administration to support more trade with Mexico, not impose new barriers to it. While immigration reform is long overdue, it's best addressed by the administration and Congress, not by punishing Americans. Now, you know that this is nonsense. It's double talk. And it's not solely about preserving commerce between the two nations, because if it was solely about commerce, the cost of doing business would include the cost of doing welfare. But it does not. They're two wholly separate line items. And if you added up the welfare benefits and other social services that these low-paid factory workers are getting, while at home their wife is not working, the children are not working, nobody's going to take that job if they don't have to. We have a welfare class here that are too busy mugging in the street to go out and work in a, in a plant. What do they need to, uh, to work for? You can, you can mug for a living or panhandle. Because we have taken too good of our bums in this society with too much welfare, we need to bring them in. The Savage Nation. It's savage, uncut, unfiltered, and raw. Well, it's finally springtime, the time of year when seeds grow into flowers and you grow up financially at least. You see, your family needs protection if something happens to you, and that means you need life insurance. Thankfully, Policy Genius makes it easy to get that financial security without the growing pains. Policy Genius is the easy way to buy life insurance online. It's very easy. In just two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers, and you get your best price. You don't have to have agents come to your house, okay? In two minutes, you can compare quotes from top insurers and find your best price. Once you apply, the Policy Genius team will handle all the paperwork and red tape. No commissions, no hidden fees, just financial protection and peace of mind. No strings attached. And Policy Genius doesn't just simply do life insurance. They also make it easy to compare and buy home insurance, auto insurance, and disability insurance. So listen, next time you stop to smell the roses, pull out your phone and head to PolicyGenius.com. Policy Genius, spring is here. Kick it off by nipping life insurance in the bud. So what am I talking about? You think this is a joke? Listen to me. 
Your family needs protection if something happens to you. And that means you need life insurance. Now, if you don't want agents coming to your house in just two minutes, you can get quotes from top insurance to find your best price. How? Pull out your phone and go to policygenius.com. My community is the Savage Nation, and it's time we got savage! Do you think Feinstein or Pelosi would be in office this long were it not for the votes of the illegal aliens in California? Do you think Jerry Brown would have won a landslide in California were it not for the unions like the SEIU, which represent the illegal alien armies that they swept into this state and this nation? No, of course not. Donald Trump has uh, suggested a merit-based immigration program, which is a shock to all of those politicians living off the illegal immigrant, whether through votes or through money being kicked up uh, in one way or another. Yes, merit-based immigration. Let me start on my point of view. I am the only talk show host in the United States of America in the major leagues, top five, who is an immigrant son. Okay? Go and debate that if you want. None of the others come from an immigrant family. I'm talking about direct immigrant family. My father was an immigrant. Do you understand what I just said to you? I am a first-generation American. That gives me a very special view of the entire issue of immigration. Because I don't hate immigrants. I speak their language. And I love to watch the hard-working immigrants who I talk with. I've never seen workers like that in my life, whether they are on construction sites or elsewhere. I've never seen workers like this. Ask anyone who works with them. Now, we have a problem, though. The problem is not the hard-working immigrant in the restaurant. The problem is that he has a wife at home with a number of children who may not be working. They're probably not. And they're receiving enormous amounts of uh, welfare benefits that you can't even imagine. Legal, medical, health. That's why our health care system is broken. Our health care system is largely broken because we are caring for millions of people who are not even citizens. But as an immigrant son, I'm a compassionate man. Now, I know many of you are confused by this situation because in your heart you're a good person. Well, that's okay to think you're a good person. Everyone else is bad and you're good. And many of you say, but we're a nation of immigrants. We're a nation of immigrants. Well, not so fast. For example, if you quote the statement on the Statue of Liberty, you know the one? Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. The wretched refuse of your teeming shore. Send these the homeless, temp tempest lost, tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. Those are beautiful words. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. And we all think, wow, well, that's America. We've always accepted the poor, the masses, the wretched refuse. There's one little problem for you good liberals. And that is this poem by Emma Lazarus, which is forever emblazoned on our Statue of Liberty, was written before there was a welfare state. And so the tired and the poor and the huddled masses who came here at that time, we're not coming here to sit on their fat behinds and drink a beer or whatever they do and do nothing. No, no, no. They work their behinds off in factories. That's where they live 16 to a room. There's nothing waiting for them. And although the, no, the words were noble, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, you're earning to breathe free, largely they were brought over to break their backs in America, working for the owners of factories, the owners of uh, mines, production lines, that's what they came here for, and they did so 
Did they love the work? No, they didn't sit there and they loved the work. They hated it. But they knew it put meat on the table. It's that simple. And they did it grimly, hoping that their child or children would do better than they did. That was the American way. The immigrant came here hoping that their children and their children's children would do better than they did. They did not expect to go to the front of the line and push the native-born out of the way. Nobody was waiting for them from NYU or Columbia with a gold-plated immigration program where they pushed poor Americans into the gutter so the illegal immigrant could go ahead of them. That was not the, the system. So we all love a merit-based system, except those uh, corrupt so-called liberal politicians who live off their votes and live off their labor in one way or another. Never before in human history have we seen an ancient, a mass population change of the type that is occurring in America over these last years since the drunk Kennedy lied when he passed the Immigration Reform Act of 1965. That dirty drunk from Massachusetts, that drunk Kennedy, got up and said when he was trying to pass this bill, this will not change the demographics of America. No American worker will be displaced. Not at all, said Kennedy the drunk, working for nefarious forces. But you see, mass population changes of this type have never occurred in human history unless a nation had been conquered by an invading army. You think I'm making this up? Study your history. You may be familiar with the Babylonian exile story in the Old Testament. After Nebuchadnezzar conquered Jerusalem for the Babylonians, he marched most of the population off to the Babylonian homeland. According to the biblical account, the Jews were later allowed to return to Jerusalem and rebuild Solomon's temple. Interesting temple, isn't it? It's the Jewish temple that the Muslims are screaming is theirs. That's a story for another time. After the Muslims conquered Israel, or Jerusalem, they burned the old temple to the ground and built their, their mosque there, which they claim is the third holiest site. Tell me what site is not holy to a Muslim. This is the 30,000th holiest site to a Muslim. But uh, that's a second story. What you may not know is that mass deportations like this were fairly routine in the ancient world. It didn't just happen to the Jews. It happened to most conquered peoples. Not only would conquering emperors march the existing population out of the conquered territory, but they would march populations from a different conquered territory in. There were many reasons for this, but one is intuitive. By separating conquered peoples from their homelands, they were easier to control. Not only are people with long ties to the land they reside on more willing to defend it against enemies, they are more resistant to centralized control by a distant capital. They build up long-standing legal and cultural traditions that form the basis for local self-government. This is the same argument that Thomas Jefferson made in his summary view of the rights of British America against taxation and legislation by the British Parliament. He didn't merely say the colonists rejected Parliament's legislation because the colonies weren't represented. You may think that's what he said. No, no, no. Jefferson also said they didn't want to be represented in Parliament, that in fact they could never be represented in Parliament. That's because their long-standing tradition of legislation by their own local assemblies was the basis of their liberty. Only a blind man could fail to see the parallel to what governments all over the West are doing now and what ancient conquering emperors did. 
by importing mass populations from alien, hostile cultures and deliberately planting them throughout their countries, Western nations are fundamentally changing the existing populations. Allowed to continue, the populations of Europe and the United States will no longer be the same people who have existed there for hundreds or thousands of years and who built long-standing traditions of liberty and local self-government. This has nothing to do with race. It has to do with culture. In Government Zero, a book I wrote a few years ago, I told you about Little Mogadishu in Minnesota. That population has no long-standing tradition of local self-government or individual liberty. These refugees from an alien culture, whose offspring will be American citizens, hold beliefs that conflict with the long-standing local traditions that form the basis of local self-government for the rest of Minnesota. If the process that brought them there continues, at some point, the culture and tradition of the former population disappears. With them goes their liberty. It's always a rough call for us, determining whether the liberal elites who enact these policies are attacking America and the West deliberately, or are just too detached from reality in their ivory towers to see how disastrous their policies are. But regardless of whether it is deliberate or not, the result is the same. The populations and culture of the West are being artificially and fundamentally changed. It seems awfully coincidental that the new populations would be less likely to resist the borderless, globalist New World Order where international hordes and boards of unelected bureaucrats regulate the political and economic lives of everyone on the planet. If you like my monologue, which I'm sure you said you've never heard anything like this in your life, you have never heard anything like this since Winston Churchill's great speeches. I read it from my best-selling book, Trump's War, about ancient mass population changes. Home of borders, language, culture, the savage nation. Oh, you looked in the mirror and you saw a double chin. Well, you can't wish it away. Sorry, you cannot wish it away. But Genucel has made an amazing product, and they've extended their Mother's Day sale. For what? Ugly double chins, hideous sagging jawlines, disgusting turkey necks. I mean, they're real problems until now. I'm sorry to put it in those terms, but they are, and no one likes them. And that's why I'm telling you we're introducing the new Genucel jawline treatment formulated with MDL technology. Robin S. from Lubbock, Texas writes, I put that jawline cream on my neck like two or three days ago. That is the best my neck has looked in over 20 years. Several people told me my face looks young. I'm blown away, she said. Look, sure, you could use expensive or harsh treatments to look younger, but why would you do that? What do you got to lose? For this week only, get the Genucel jawline treatment absolutely free when you order the classic Genucel for eye bags and puffiness. And wait, with its instant effects, see results in the first 12 hours guaranteed or you get your money back. It's that clear. Go to Genucel.com. That's Genucel.com. Or text SAVAGE to 77453. S-A-V-A-G-E to 77453. And for a limited time, Chamonix will include a second surprise luxury gift for free. You've got nothing to lose, everything to gain. So text SAVAGE to 77453. Or visit That's Genucel.com. Fans of the Spoken Word, welcome. 
This is a podcast. Greetings, pod recipients. You are entering the Savage Nation. Read the book. See the movie. Yes, my friends, we're no longer living in the age of the Statue of Liberty, where we can take in all of the huddled masses yearning to be, breathe free, where we can no longer afford to take in the wretched refuse of your teeming shore. We can no longer afford to take the homeless, tempest-tossed, no, my friends, those days are over. Trump is right. It's time to sweep the elites out with a broom and sweep them out for good. And one of the things you said you loved about listening to the radio show are the stories that I told you about my childhood and my past. I compiled many of these in my forthcoming book, A Savage Life, coming out in June. If you love these stories, as I know most of you do, and you want to have them forever, you can pre-order A Savage Life right now on Amazon. It'll be out in June before you know it. You think this country is a better place than it was 20 years ago? This country is becoming Mexico North. Mexico didn't improve. We diminished. All because of no borders, no language, and no culture. What can save us? I am not God, because if I were, I wouldn't be talking to you. I'd be doing it. I know what could save this nation. I wrote books on it all the way back, and I said no nation can survive without firm borders. Was I wrong? You know a nation on earth that can survive with open borders? Oh, yeah, they're doing great over there in Sweden and Finland and Denmark. Your models, your liberal models for great nations. The police can't even go into certain districts of the cities. Girls are raped in the streets, and the police are afraid to take down the invaders from Africa and the Middle East. You heard me. I know it sounded like chalk on a blackboard. It screeched through your soul because sometimes the truth hurts. I don't like to use erasers over my words. We're being invaded. We're being overrun. It's one of the reasons Trump won. We're being invaded. We're being overrun. It's one of the reasons Trump won. We're being invaded. We're being overrun. It's one of the reasons Trump won. He ran on a platform of closing the borders. He also ran by promising to stop the invasion of Muslims from the countries that are known to have high percentages of terrorists in those nations. It made common sense for a nation that was under siege. What's happened since? The Nadlers, the Schiffs, and all the other liberals have stopped them in the courts. We didn't elect them to stop them. We didn't put these judges in power to destroy the presidency and destroy the nation at the same time. You have to understand something. No president is a dictator, nor should they be. We all know what our system uh, is built upon. No president, left or right, should have absolute power. However, when you have a government beneath him that is trying to destroy him for no good cause, other than they don't want someone outside their system running the system, because there's not enough money coming down uh, the tubes to them in plain English, not enough money coming down at them. Then you have another situation. You have another America, and it may be time for drastic action. And that is something that I have nothing more to say about because I think it's going to uh, occur on its own volition. I'll make a chilling prediction, but it doesn't take a genius to follow what I'm saying. If Nadler and Schiff and the others on the disgusting, illegitimate left do not stop this persecution of half of America 
because make no mistake about it, they're not just persecuting a man. They're persecuting half the nation. By now, it may be 70% of the nation that knows the whole thing was a just a rigged, a rigged investigation. We knew from the beginning it was fake. We kept saying it to you. Well, it is fake. We know it. There's no collusion with Russia. If they don't stop it, Nadler and Schiff and all of the other Lilliputians, they're going to trigger a civil war in this country. You say it can't happen here? I pray it doesn't happen here. But I'm truthfully of the opinion that it will happen here because people can only take so much. The Mueller investigation is over. Bury it. It's over. Move on. Nadler, stop it. You're nothing but a fat slob lawyer from the depths of Brooklyn. You're a ticket fixer from the slime of Brooklyn, Nadler. And Schiff, you look like a psycho to me with those bug eyes of yours. If you're not on medication, if you're not on medication because you're a schizophrenic underneath that nice persona, Schiff, I'll tell you what, I'll hang up my microphone. I know you're crazy. We can't allow crazy men to divide this nation any further and weaken us on the world stage and permit the flood of illegals to come across our border with diseases and to rape our system. You know, I was coming down here on the plane the other day, and unfortunately I had to read the newspaper. I never do. I picked up the New York Times, and there was a story that said it all to me. Here is a woman from somewhere in Guatemala, not speaking the language of the nation. She doesn't speak Spanish. She speaks an Indian language. As I told you, most of the immigrants that we are getting from south of the border are illiterate in their own language. They do not read, nor do they speak Spanish. Did you know that? That's why their own countries want them gone. They're of no use to their society. They're extras on the stage of Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, Nicaragua. They don't want them. They can't take care of them. Here they come right into our country. So they show one of them. She's about 16 years old with two babies, came right out of the jungle, didn't speak a word of Spanish, and she has two interpreters in an immigration court. And the judge says something to her. It's translated to her in the Indian language. And she says back, I came into this country illegally because I had to. Her lawyer jumps up and says, no, 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 no. That wasn't the question, Maria. That's not what he asked you. The woman was so honest, she said she came into the country illegally. But her stinking lawyer told her not to even say it. How can this country take care of her and her three or two babies? We can't. You're telling me that girl is another Einstein waiting to be discovered? She's another Stravinsky in the making? And it's only because of the evil white male racist that she cannot fulfill her destiny on life stage? Are you out of your damn minds? The Westwood One Podcast Network.